previously on Motherhood on Tap. Today we have a very special guest with us. We have Cecily White Cooper with us, who, among other things, is both a teacher and, very impressively, the mother of twins. I have no idea how she does it. No. I am the mother of fraternal twins, a boy and a girl, both six years old. My twins were pretty big. Like, my son was eight pounds on the dime, and my daughter was, what was she, six pounds and eight ounces. Whoa! I gave birth to two full-size babies. Oh my goodness! Which explains the back pain, because like I said, my back had never felt so horrible ever. Like, the last two months I was pregnant, I just, at the time I had my little dog, I would get up and walk her to the corner and walk back, and she would turn around and look at me like, this is it. I'm like, that's all I can do. Do you mind if we talk a little bit about what it's like to be a mother of twins? Sure, we can talk about that. Awesome. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about your twins? So you said that they're um, fraternal twins? Yes. They are fraternal twins, a boy and a girl. Um, they're six at this point. They're both first graders. Um, you know, my son, I always feel is more of my personality. He's super laid back. Um, just kind of goes with the flow. My daughter is the character. She she just she's everywhere. She's busy. She's all into this, into that. You know, it's funny because now they're having a resurgence of like old school cartoons, and I catch them watching like classic Bugs Bunny and Tom and Jerry. And I'm like, oh, yes. other shows on. Like, you want to watch the old ones? Like, okay. You know, I don't really <laughs> have a say in what they unless it's something crazy that's not like I don't even want to say age appropriate because I'm not. One of those um, helicopter moms. I mean, of course, it's something way like for teenagers. I'm like, no. But I'm like, you could be watching this or that. You want to watch Tom and Jerry? Okay, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I am really curious. Um, I know what the newborn stage was like for me. Two separate times. I had a three-year age gap between mine. But how do you have two newborns at the same time? Um, you know, I was lucky because it sounds like it's terrible, but it really wasn't that bad. It's not quite like what you see on TV where they're crying at the same time. You're just like, ah, I mean, generally that when one was crying, one wasn't, or, um, as I said before, you know, they're pretty late. They were somewhat laid back. Like my daughter was generally like kind of had like a mellow personality as a newborn um i remember my son was the one that was just like the hell reason like ah cry all night (laughs) (laughs) and it would be the opposite there were very i mean there i wouldn't say a few there were a handful of times where they were both like off the chain at the same time like ah but it really wasn't quit and that was like in my favor big time like it's funny because i actually have a picture of them crying at the same time and it just looks so horrible but i took a picture because it's like it didn't happen all the time i'm like Oh, oh okay. Let me take a picture. And their mouths are open. They just look so angry. Like, ah. oh. I'm like thinking it's cute because it didn't really occur too, too often. So, I mean, it sounds like a lot. I mean, I think of it as more of the expense, which is what a lot of people don't like, you know, realize. You know, having twins double of everything. So I was 
buying double, you know, Pampers, double. We had a formula for a hot second. Well, I breastfed for a while and just dried up, <laughs> for lack of a better word. So that was expensive, you know. Even now, paying for summer camp and oh, aftercare, yeah. you know, everything. Ooh. They they try, they call themselves doing you a favor by giving you a ten percent discount is usually the standard. Standard. I remember, you know, babies are us. Rest in peace. They they offered. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're not around. No. But they offered a twin discount, which was, um, I believe, it was ten percent. And the catch, if you want to call it a catch, you had to buy identical items. Like when I got car seats, they had to be the exact same, same color, and everything. Oh. So, Interesting. I mean, you know, like I said, that was more of a of a big to do for me because it was one of those things I didn't really think of too too much until it actually happened. Like, well, I have to buy double of this, double of that. I mean, you know, I did think about it. Um, you know, they actually slept in the same crib for the first like nine months of their lives simply Aww. because I was like, oh, double cribs, and I didn't want to you know pay for another crib. Yeah, cribs are expensive. <laughs> yeah, That's so actually, cute. Everybody in my family was saying it wasn't gonna work. They're not gonna get along sleeping in the same crib. They they did fine. Well, they but, stayed together for like eight or nine months inside you why wouldn't they want to stay in the same crib snuggle buddies they were used to it yeah and they they liked it honestly the only reason we got a second crib was because we moved we moved into a larger house and we had the space to get a second crib because at the time we didn't we were living in a condo and it was really tight in there so once we moved to more spacious um digs we got a second crib and, you know, they were fine. They didn't care one way or the other. When they, they did well when they were together, they did well when they were separate. They still had their same, um, they still were still in the same room up until they were like five, like last year. And then my daughter requested, which is funny because I, I thought they would get along and be, want to be in the same room till they're like eight or nine. She told me last summer she wanted her own room. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm glad we'd make it many more years with them together and i'm like okay okay. it's understandable her brother's kind of a night owl like she falls asleep quickly he always takes an hour like i hear him upstairs tossing and turning and sometimes he'll start singing i mean like i don't understand why he takes so long to go to sleep but this has been ever since i can remember he very rarely goes to sleep quickly i understand that because my um my two-year-old, she she loves to sleep. She actually loves to nap. She will not fight you. When she's tired, she'll even tell you, night-night time. <laughs> and she's, like, heading up the stairs. Like, she's ready to go. Because people will say, why don't you just have them all s- both sleep in the same room? And I said, because she loves to sleep. Meanwhile, my five-year-old, it's like negotiations start at, like, seven thirty, eight o'clock. <laughs> and we may have her in bed by 9. And I don't know. She may fall asleep then. She may be 30 minutes later or more it's just she just has always had trouble going to sleep so i feel you there yeah they they definitely do have different sleep patterns and my son even though i just said he always goes to bed later he is almost always the first one out always you know he'll come i hear him up and he'll you know start playing he, he always <laughs> has this habit of going to get some random toy and playing for about an hour until he realizes like oh the sun's coming up let me go wake up mom because i need to eat <laughs> And I'm sure he always picks the loudest, most noisiest toy very early in the yeah, morning, too. Exactly. It's funny. He actually did today, and my husband went like, uh-uh. He went and took it away. Usually, he, he like he's into planes, so usually he'll play with you know a couple random little jet planes that 
luckily aren't too loud, but I know he's in there. That's another thing as a mom. I just, you know, I'm sure you ladies feel this way. I don't sleep like I used to sleep before I had kids. Like, I can hear any nuance, any sound will yep. wake me up. Like, what's going on? What's that? Even my son, like, every morning I know he's going to wake up an hour before me and start playing with a random toy. Every morning I hear it. Luckily, I'm so used to it. I kind of tune it out and go back to sleep. But I definitely hear it every morning. Wake up, like, oh, he's up. And I kind of doze back up. Goes back to sleep until he usually gets up about like five thirty, I guess. But like I said, he'll stay in his bed for a good hour with his little random toy, and then around six thirty, six forty-five, he'll wake me up like I need to eat. But you know, I'm working. Oh, one one other question I had is, um, you were talking about having to buy the biggest challenge was buying like two of everything is that like one of the primary conversations you had with your husband when you found out you were having twins or was there other like moments of panic that you guys had um i felt we had moments of panic of everything and then even with the two of everything as a twin mom you realize you really won't need as many of quote quote everything as you think like you know on tv they're like oh two of everything but in actuality the only things that I needed two of before they were born, like we had to buy two infant seats. Mm-hmm. Um, I was adamant about not getting two cribs. So we did get just get one. We got a, a co-sleeper, one. Um, what else? Clo- I guess because there were different genders. We had to get boy clothes, girl clothes. Um, a stroller. We got a double stroller. So yeah. I guess you count that in the, in the umbrella of twos. And really, initially, I think that was about it as far as doubles. Even now, I mean, now that they're older, uh, again, you know, we have booster seats in the car. Oh, we have high chairs, but actually came later. We didn't get the high chairs until they were a little older. Right. We mm-hmm. needed two of those. Um, you know, they did a lot of sharing. They do a lot of sharing. Even Well, no, I was going to say now, no, but back when they were <laughs> they're like, no, we're not sharing. Even like when they, when I buy like, gender neutral clothes like i'll get you know like i mentioned before they like tom and jerry so i get two uh you know like great one was gray and one was a navy tom and jerry shirt you know they still won't share it like even though they <laughs> it's not you know it's not a boy color or a girl color you know they're it's like no the gray one is mine and then the navy one is his and they will not share a spot out or anything but we used to share onesies when they were um, newborns like you know hey a onesie's a onesie onesie son oh yeah but, um, you know, definitely now, now, they don't even want to share toys. They've gone the whole route of, you know, the boy toy, toys are his and the girl toys are hers. And they don't really do too much of sharing, you know, in that, that domain. Of course, we have a blow-up uh, blow pool, so they'll share. Of course, they'll share that. That's, that's, that's the whole, I think that's a myth where we, when you, you see on TV, oh, we must get two of everything. I mean, there are some things that are standard, but not everything. Yeah, that's a really good point. Actually, um, that that's a good lead in for our next question is what misconceptions do people or even, you know, you and your spouse, for instance, before you had um, twins, what misconceptions do people generally have about raising um, multiples? Hmm, that is excellent. Um, you know, the main one, like I just, you know, piggybacking off of what I just said was the, the two of everything myth is just that a myth. You don't need two of everything. Um, you know, everybody is different. So I would say, like, some people think, oh, it's so difficult raising two. And it really, for me, I wouldn't say difficult, but it wasn't the nightmare you see on TV where they're just crying at all hours and you can't get a moment's peace. I mean, yeah, that happens, but it's just not to the extent of what you see on the commercials and that nature. Um, 
So I would say that's kind of a myth as well. And just, you know, them being the same, like I, <laughs> I never. Does everyone assume that they have equal and identical personalities and identities? They are so different. So no, they are, their personalities are not anything alike at all. Um, you know, they, my daughter has her set way. My son, I actually call them now the opposite twins because I, I personally believe they do it on purpose. <laughs> they always want the polar opposite of what the other one wants. So if somebody wants chocolate, someone else is guaranteed to say vanilla. If someone else wants to go left, the other one definitely will say right. I mean, I really... I don't know. Subconsciously, I think they do it just to annoy me. <laughs> I just know if I if I say, um, what, you know, I'm going to buy you some, I don't know, cereal. What would you like? One will say Rice Krispies and the other will say Corn Flakes. And they, there's nothing that I can think of they can agree. The only thing they like to do, I can they can agree on. They like to go to the, um, Pump It Up, like the Moon Bounce place. Oh, oh yeah unifying like characteristics of them like if i say something like let's go to pump it up oh they both love it or if i say let's go to launch which is the trampoline park they both agree to that or the park even the park no i was about to say the park but one will go to one want to go to the sand park with the sandbox the other one want to go to the park that's by a lake i'm like like you make up your mind like, i'm not taking it a boat that's not gonna happen they are or, determined um, to be individuals they really are oh i thought of another unified they both like mcdonald's which is for <gasps> me doesn't work out because i like chick-fil-a but you know yeah oh chick-fil-a, chick-fil-a yeah <laughs> that's yeah. a staple in our diet <laughs> <laughs> it's funny they don't like chick and i should embrace they don't like it just simply because mcdonald's is cheaper but i really am not a mcdonald's fan i would rather go to chick-fil-a and i'm like let's go to chick-fil-a no, we want to go to. They both always agree they want to go to McDonald's and they order the same thing. So I guess that's another thing that they that that is a unit. McDonald's unifies, I guess, the house of the twins. <laughs> Don't worry, <laughs> I was pro McDonald when I was a kid, and I have grown out of it since then. I've I've learned that there are that Chick Fil A is the greater of the two. It really is, and it's funny because I'm. I think most, well, I won't say most people, but for myself, I was the same way. McDonald's was everything until yeah. I hit eighteen, and then I discovered. So many other places where McDonald's for me now is the last, last, last resort. Like, I just don't care for it. Do they have Bojangles where you are? You know, it's funny. I've seen it before. They are few and far between, but they do have in Maryland. Um, My brother lives in North Carolina, so I've been to Bojangles before. I've had it. I'm more of a Popeye's fan, but I know there are Bojangles around here. Well, I will say I'm a native North Carolinian, and I am not a fan of Bojangles. I'd rather have Chick-fil-A. I know. Just don't knock you over. I know. I don't like it. No, you don't need to talk to me. I'm good. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And but I I have kind of made my kids like fast food snobs, as my husband says, because the only two fast food places they like to eat are Chick-fil-A and Wendy's. Oh, they are snobs because. Because, as my oldest will say, Chick-fil-A, you can get fries, chicken nuggets, and fruit. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's all together. Fancy. It's super fancy. So, she, she also, plus she also says that they have a better playground, which there's always, like, a hidden, you know, meaning in it, yeah. so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Well, I haven't been on the playground. Chick Fil A is like I won't say. I know it's been around a while, but like up this way, it wasn't really a thing when I was growing up. I can't think of any Chick Fil A's in Maryland up until the past maybe like ten years, maybe fifteen okay. years. It was around. I don't think it was really that popular here until at least 
2000, maybe even 2002. I, I didn't even really try it until my niece was born in 2004, like a year later when she was a toddler. It was like, let's go get some chicken nuggets and because she loved the fries there. See, I, I can remember having it all the way back to like early elementary school. So, although you're six years older than me, so maybe that's the correlation. <laughs> maybe that's why. I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, like. We'll do a whole separate episode on yeah, when did Chick Fil A come to town? The Chick Fil A podcast. Like they originated in Atlanta, um, right? And I think the original one was in Hayville, Georgia. And the only reason I know that is because I read it, everything, and I think that's what the sign said when you walk in. They had like a history of Chick Fil A, um, like on the plaque or something. Yeah, but yeah. It, was it started in Atlanta because I just I don't know why I remember. That, that sounds. Correct. I think the original Chick Fil A is still there. It has like the giant chicken that Aww. sits outside there, or something like that. Num 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 num. num. Yeah, oh. that, no, that actually sounds right because if you're, I used to live in Atlanta, and there was a place in Marietta, Georgia, that had a big chicken. Yeah. I remember passing by it. It could have been chicken. It's funny because the whole time I lived down in Georgia, I know Chick Fil A was there. I just never ate there. I had no interest. <laughs> And I just was like, I saw it, and I was like, oh, okay. That was like another place they had called Crystals. And they was like, oh, they sell spiders. Never ate there. I just thought they had cute commercials. Oh, Crystals. Oh, they're pups. I love their pups. Cecily, we love you. We love that you just, like, take random tangents with us. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the worst. I'm like, hmm. Let me tell you the history of fast food. It's <laughs> awesome. You're all good. We, we, okay. We're we like that all the time. <laughs> Do you want to take the next question? So what is the best uh, way to support um, some people that have twins? Like for friends and families, do you have any advice out there? Um, I would say definitely just being a helping hand when needed. Um, you know, like I said, I was lucky in the fact that I am a native of the area, Washingtonian slash Marylander, so I have a lot of family around. So it was always great that, you know, I could have my mom watch my kids or father or whoever on those rare occasions where we wanted to, my husband and I wanted to go out to eat, you know. That's another thing with me, you know, being in, my kids were born, I was in my mid-30s that whole bug of being wanting to go out, you know, kind of died mm-hmm. down. Like I couldn't imagine having, you know, having kids when I was younger in my twenties. So I was a person who loved to be out in the streets and, you know, go out clubs and, mm-hmm. and bars and restaurants. So, you know, by the time I hit 30, that kind of desire died down. So it was like kind of rare where I felt the need to go out, but you know, having my parents, family members who have you, you know, being able to watch my kids was definitely a blessing. So, yeah, just being there um, for the parent, you know, when they need it. Again, in the beginning, um, you know, I had a cesarean, as many twin moms do. So it was really good to have someone who could help me out, whether it be like, you know, a meal or helping me with things that had to be picked up. I know I couldn't drive for the first, I think it was two weeks or something like that. So just, you know, like any new mom, you know, helping hands around the house, especially when they, you know, have a procedure, cesarean, what have you, and they're kind of out of commission because um, as many know, a cesarean is no joke. (laughs) Like, I had no idea. It really wasn't for me. It wasn't a nightmare, but it really put me out of commission for a good week or two and then you know of course after giving birth I had these two 
little babies and I couldn't really move around like I wanted to move around. So. No, mm-hmm. no, I feel you with my oldest. I ended up having an emergency cesarean after 21 hours of labor. And so, with my second one, I had an elected cesarean because I was like, <laughs> not not going down that road again. And I asked my husband if he was disappointed with me, and he was like, "No, I was hoping you would make that decision." <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things that happens, but you know, you just have to, a lot of people they gloss over, or they don't give you all the particulars of a cesarean, and once you have it, you realize like, "Ow, that was a major surgery." Yeah, yes. and, and in many cases, unexpected major surgery. Yes. I was sawed in half to, I, I joke with, um, she doesn't quite understand it, but I remember one day I was like, like, girl, I was sawed in half to have you come out. And she was like, what? And I was like, never mind. But I think when she yeah, gets to be 16, yeah. I can really like lay it on thick with like total <laughs> hormonal, like teenager angst. When she gives it to me, I can throw that back in her face. I mean, it really, you know, I, I go on my soapbox about the series. It's like, what you, I mean, they kind of warn you about it beforehand. Like when I took my, um, I didn't take Lamaze. I forgot the, the term, but basically the class you take when you think you're going to deliver, uh, you know, naturally. And yeah. Right. At the last minute, I'm like, well, you know, I, I did get a warning. I was going to have a cesarean. I was like, okay. And they kind of gloss over the cesarean section in the class. And I jokingly said, I want a refund. Like, I didn't even get to use any of these skills they taught me. Right. And the cesarean section of the class was like a hot minute. Like, oh, yeah, just a case. But back to the, you know, and it's like after the fact, it's like, they glossed it over. They didn't give you all the particulars. And, you know, it, it was it was not fun. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt the same way, too. I, I was like, can I get my, like, whatever, $85 back? Because I didn't feel like I <laughs> used anything from that class. And like you, they kind of, well, it was almost like a warning. Like, if you get an epidural, if you do this, if you do that, then you're going to get a cesarean. And it's like, yeah. well, thanks. Um but yeah, I felt that same way. Um, I think I learned more from my what to expect when we are expecting books than I did from that, that baby class. I feel like we could do yeah, a whole episode on uh, cesarean <laughs> deliveries. I feel like that's something, like y'all are saying, that doesn't get talked about enough. Yeah, I mean, I know I have, I have had a few people that I know that had cesareans that almost feel a little shamed into it. I know I was shamed a little bit by some extended family and friends, but now I'm just like, whatever. They were born and they were born healthy, right? Send them my direction and I'll give them what for. (laughs) Just saying. Yeah, you know, I I feel no shame in it. I can talk about it on top of the mountain. You know, and it's one of those things I didn't want. You know, I was, you know, I watched, I forgot that movie. I can't think of the name of it, but it was like by Ricky Lake. You know, it was about the business. The business. I was pregnant. Do you know what what I'm talking about? Yes, the business of being born. born. Yes. Yes. And after the, you know, it makes you feel like, oh my God, don't ever have a, at least I felt like, oh, it's such a business and they're gonna yes. Have a I mean, and it, you know, to this day, I kind of question. Eh, you know, it is what it is. And I'm like, do they really want me to have a cesarean, or did they just want it because it was easier? But you know, I don't ponder yeah. about that too much. It's just like it happened. It's done with. You know, I shouldn't. Honestly, I've kind of like if I would never watch the business of being born. I wouldn't have really thought about it like that. <laughs> right. They kind of put that idea in my head, and of course, all this happened before I was even pregnant. And so I'm like, if I haven't seen it, I wouldn't have even thought about, oh, you know, was it really a, uh, 
do they really need a cesarean or did they just recommend it because they wanted to go play golf an hour you know (laughs) (laughs) i don't know but you know it definitely put a lot of ideas in my head and you know oh everybody should have a natural birth and i mean that's good and i definitely don't knock it but it's not for everybody some people just weren't built for that yeah (laughs) yeah and i i i'm the same way which actually i joked with sarah that the first time i watched it i was like "Mm, i changed my mind no kids not gonna have any um because watching those women like give birth on the documentary it was uh, a little too too much yeah i remember all the blood draining out of my face during lama's class when they showed us the birthing videos i'm like oh my gosh i can't do this but on a much rosier note um do you have any funny stories to share about your twins let's see funny stories um that's a good one i can think like all right one of the stories that I can share is about my daughter. Like, she was the biggest fan of the pacifier. Like, I honestly thought she would never give it up. And she was very particular about her brand. Like, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but it was this particular brand from Target. And me, like, I didn't know she was that particular, so I bought her the generic, like, aqua-colored one one day. And she politely, like, she took it out. She sucked on it. i never seen it. This was after she started walking. She walked to the trash can and like that it's really that serious like i had no idea she took it that seriously and she was so shady about it like (laughs) she just went to the trash can and like this is garbage and literally just put it in the trash can and just walked off like wow sassy sassy yeah it tells a lot about her personality because she's still kind of like like very um she has her moments of shade. I'll put it that. It's appropriate for a kindergartner shade, but shade nevertheless. Well, I love it. I love it. Get a girl. Oh, that's too funny. I love it. Yeah, my my youngest is um, very much attached to hers. And when you say it, I think you're old enough to give it up. She goes, "Nah." <laughs> yeah, that was my fear because she was into it so long. She finally gave it up. I think she gave it up at about three-ish I think or maybe two and a half it was a slightly beyond what I thought was like okay but yeah it, she gave it up and like gave it up for good we don't even think talk about it she's not into it like and, you know you know what do kids still suck their thumb like I, I don't know if that's the thing I know when I was kind I of so. there, some do yeah yeah and, like, luckily mine that was my fear she would go from having the pacifier to sucking her thumb but she didn't know she never did it I have to ask, did you do anything? Just because my husband and I are kind of at this, like, I'm just like, she wants it when she's sleepy. Um, and usually a little bit before that. So let's let her have it. Um, cause she's tired and getting a little cranky. And he's like, we should just like cut her off cold turkey. Or did she just naturally give it up on her own? Um, I think it was kind of a combination where we kind of weaned her off of it to the point where she finally gave up. Although she did kind of have a relapse at one point. She was upset about something. And it was like months after she gave it up. And I'm like, well, what do you want? She just blurted out, I want my passy. I'm like, huh? You know, we hadn't even, I hadn't even been on the scene for months. Oh. I'm like, why are you talking about it? That's what you want. But, um, yeah, it was just kind of a wean to, you know, like, okay you're done like i read online all these elaborate like they, somebody had hired i read about a woman who had hired it like a fairy who came and swept oh, like, wow, oh like, yeah the past because i'm like it seemed like elaborate when i feel like you could just be like 
okay, you're getting kind of old. Let's let's take this away, and, you know. And of course, they're going to be upset about it. But see, I'd yeah. totally be the fairy person. You would yeah. be. I would be very. Yeah, and then you know, like I said, it was you know different ideas and different you know concepts of getting giving up. But for us, it was just kind of a wean till we got to the point where I don't think you need it anymore. Mm-hmm. For the most part, she kind of agreed to that. Right. Okay. Thank you. I just needed some advice right now. (laughs) Well, I think that's just about all the questions we have. Cecily, thank you so much for sharing all your insight about your experience as a teacher and a mom and a mother of twins. Where can people find you online if they want to find out more about you? Well, thank you for asking. Um, You can find me on Instagram. I'm at Teacher Sess on Instagram, on Facebook, um, on Pinterest, except teacher underscore Sess. And also I am the host of the Teacher Sess podcast, which can be on, um, which is on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and all major streaming programs. Awesome. Thank you so much. We absolutely love talking to you tonight. Yes, you were so much fun. Thank you. Thank you very much. I enjoyed being here. I hope we find an excuse to have you on our show again sometime in the future. Okay, definitely. Please do. I will definitely be around. (laughs) Thank you so much. Have a good night. Have a good night. All right. You too. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. Our theme music is by Yov Aliagon. Be sure to check out the Motherhood on Tap page on Facebook. If you enjoyed today's episode, consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcast. It really helps to get the word out about the show. You can subscribe and follow Motherhood on Tap on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and most other podcast apps. If you have questions or funny stories, you can email us at motherhoodontap at gmail.com. Partner with us on Patreon.com for special bonus episodes and help keep this podcast and the two of us in business. Till next time. time.